0: What's up buffalonians it's your boy nick english if you want the facts the stats and all the sports info in the 716 you have come to the right place this is english encore buffalo's favorite sports channel i'm your host nick english appreciate everyone for tuning in today if you haven't done so already please go give me a follow on instagram at english encore podcast Post some really cool graphics there you can go check out all my previous Instagram live sessions my previous one was with Laney College head coach John beam from last chance you so go check that out all you have to do is click on the IGTV section um, in my profile I also have my merchandise on sale you can go check that out DM me or email me all that stuff is in the bio too I'm having another Instagram live session this upcoming Tuesday. I'll be announcing that very special guest tomorrow afternoon, so keep an eye out for that. Today, I'm going into Game 5 of the NBA Finals as the Lakers look to win another championship tonight. Going through the NHL draft, kind of just my overall thoughts, some surprises, as well as some of the trades that happened um, before the draft, during, and after. So far, a lot of free agency things going on. I'll probably detail more next week and then I'll be going into some NFL talk about the Tennessee Titans and everything going on with them and COVID and why the NFL looks like an absolute joke with how they've handled things so far with that situation but starting off as I said before with game five of the NBA finals uh, tonight at nine o'clock the Lakers currently lead the series three games to one after they snuck by the heat 102-96 in game four. Um, For the Miami Heat, Bam Adebayo has returned. He had 15 points and 7 rebounds in the game. He did have 4 fouls. You could definitely tell he wasn't, um, I wouldn't say not in game shape, but you could definitely tell there was some um, little bit of agging pain going on with him that he was playing through, and he still had to get back into game form after missing a few games of a huge NBA Finals. Um, Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero were spectacular. They came alive for 38 combined points. But at the end of the day, I do think that they ended up costing Miami a little bit down the stretch of the game. And I don't want to throw the whole game on Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson, but um, late in the game, especially when it was within a one, two possessions, the Lakers sought out Robinson and Hero on the defensive side of the floor. And it's one of those that from a coaching perspective, Eric Spolster had to made the decision of, well, Robinson and Hero have been shooting well, so I have to leave them in for offensive purposes. But you do lose value on defensive and comparative view at Iguodala, Kendrick Nunn, even a Kelly Olenek in um, for rebounding and whatever you want to call it. But, you know, especially when Miami wasn't making shots after getting a few stops, you know, Butler missed a huge three to potentially give them the lead late in that game. But as I said before, they just went at Hero and Robinson and they took advantage with LeBron in the pick and roll and everything. So I want to see how they adjust late in Game 5 tonight, especially if it's close. Um, I do think Iguodala and Olenek do need to play a little bit more in Game 5 than they did um, in Game 4. I think a part of that was because Bam returned and they were playing more minutes before because Bam wasn't there. But I think Olenek and Iguodala both played tremendously well in the Finals and have been a big reason why you've even got a game so far. Um, So I do think that Miami has a solid chance to bounce back. I think Jimmy Butler and Spolstra have the right mentality. Um, I think Bam Adebayo will be even better tonight. Um, I think late in the game he will make more defensive adjustments. They're not going to let Anthony Davis and LeBron beat them. Um, I do ultimately think the Lakers will still win the series. Um, As a Heat fan, I hope it's not tonight, but I wouldn't be shocked. Um, I do think it's going to go six games, and I hope Miami's going to pull one out tonight, but um, I wouldn't be shocked at all if they do. Last game, LeBron James and Anthony Davis combined for 50 points on 50% shooting, so definitely didn't help the Heat's cause. Contabius Caldwell Pope had some big time shots for 15 points. Um, the key for the Lakers tonight is they have to limit turnovers and continue to dominate the Heat on the offensive rebounding um, side of the ball. You know, they've done a great job of getting inside position, especially when the Heat goes small with hero and none out there of you know, getting inside of those guys and getting offensive rebounds. The Heat haven't run nearly as much zone, and I think it's been beneficial for them. I think that Spolster will throw some zone at them tonight. Um, we'll see about that. In um, every game for the Lakers, they've just had one guy that stepped up and been great for them. You know, Rondo had a really good game. Last game was Catavius Caldwell-Pope. Game before, even though they lost, Kyle Kuzma stepped up big for them. So as long as they get another third guy stepping up for them. I think the Lakers have a very good chance at closing heat out tonight. Um, Danny Green is a guy that comes to my mind because he's been in the finals before. He's hit some big shots. He really hasn't shot the ball well. Uh, Markeith Morris is another guy who's played pretty well in this series overall. So it'll be definitely interesting. I think it's definitely gonna be another close game. Um, You know, the Lakers are wearing their Kobe jerseys kind of be poetic justice if they did win tonight wearing them. They haven't lost a game wearing them. Um, to this point, but I definitely think Miami is going to do their best to force at least a game six, um, which would, I believe, be on uh, Sunday night. So we'll see about that. Moving on to the NHL draft, the top three picks were pretty much how everyone expected them to go. The Rangers selected Alexis Lafreniere, a um, left winger. The Kings went with Quinton Byfield, the center. And then third, the Senators took Tim Stunzel, the center-slash-left winger. I think those were pretty much the top three consensus picks among um, a lot of the scouting departments and you know network analysts who were doing mock drafts. After that, it was kind of a handful of players that you knew were going to be going in the top 10. You just didn't really know where. It was just kind of more based on team needs. As far as surprise goes, I was a little bit surprised the Senators picked um, Jake Sanderson at five over Jamie Drysdale who went um, with the next pick um, just because I thought Drysdale was a more well-rounded player but I think they just liked Sanderson's defensive style more um, to fit their you know what the coaching staff wanted to do so I was a little bit surprised with that um, Buffalo made a little bit of a surprising pick with Jack Quinn the right winger at number eight um, Quinn definitely has the ability to put the puck in the net I think many people like myself were surprised they didn't go with Marco Rossi Um, who ended up going number 9 to Minnesota, which I think a lot of people were surprised he fell that far. And then even Cole Perfetti, the same thing. He was another name that people thought maybe could go uh, at 7 or 8 to Buffalo. He ends up going number 10 to the Winnipeg Jets. And then the Predators taking goaltender uh, Yaroslav Askarov at number 11 was a little bit surprising to me. Um, Not from the perspective of he going that high, because I think he is one of the most talented players in the draft. Um, he's been compared to Carey Price, been the best prospect since Carey Price. Um, I was a little bit surprised Nashville did it, just because they do have Pekka Renee still. I know he's towards the down end of his career, but they do have a couple good goaltending prospects. Um, so I was a little bit surprised there, but at the same time, um, you can never be too solid in goal. And then just some of the quick trades, um, like I said before, during and after the draft so far. So Paul Stasny was traded today to the Winnipeg Jets for a fourth-round pick. Um, and Carl Dastrom. The Predators during the draft acquired Luke Kunin as well as some picks in exchange for uh, the Wild got Nick Bonino from them. The Senators acquired Matt Murray during the draft for Jonathan Gruden and a second round pick. Murray today then signed an extension for four years. Um, And the big trade so far was Max Domi to Columbus from the Canadians in exchange for Josh Anderson. Domi ended up signing a two-year, $10.6 million extension, whereas Josh Anderson signed a whopping seven-year, $38.5 million extension. Um, A lot of people were absolutely shocked by that deal. Um, It was another case of you're kind of paying the player in hopes of future production. This is a guy that's only had one 20-goal season. He's never produced over 50 points. Um, So to pay him that kind of money, you're definitely... um, thinking that he's going to be a stud for you in the future. Um, Domi's definitely, I think, a more well-rounded product. He just had some injury issues, and I think it's a very good deal for Columbus getting him on that two-year. Definitely some other uh, moves you got to keep an eye on. Braden Holpe ended up signing with the Canucks. Jacob Markstrom is reportedly going to sign with the Calgary Flames. Um, No other huge moves uh, to note thus far. Um, A lot of other third, fourth line guys, the big names really haven't, um, gone anywhere yet we're gonna see where guys like Petrangelo go um, but that'll probably be more of next week episode when you know a full first week of free These kind of sort of more than just the first few days here overall I thought the draft um, you know took a very long time a lot longer than um, people expected but I think the order and the players that went in the first round there really wasn't a ton of shocks there's definitely some first-round talent that went into the second round um, this was a very deep draft class. I'm very interested to see how many players in the top 10 to 15 actually make the NHL this year. Um, I think five or six have a really good chance to, but we'll definitely see. And then moving on to the NFL, um, you know, for some reason the NFL just seems to not be able to do things right. Um, you know, they were very fortunate the first four weeks. They really didn't have too many COVID cases, um, they didn't have to do too much rescheduling, but now it's become a major issue, and it really makes you wonder what Roger Goodell and the rest of the NFL front office was doing, you know, during their time off in the offseason because you saw what the NHL did, you saw what, you know, the NBA is doing currently, you saw what happened to the MLB with you know the Marlins and other teams, how they had to manage around that. And it's just a complete lack of awareness by them of how to handle these situations. You know, you had to have a plan in place so that when COVID cases start coming up, you know exactly what to do. And I think the Buffalo Bills and the Pittsburgh Steelers definitely got the short end of the stick um, based on what's been going on with Tennessee Titans. So for those of you who don't know, um, the Tennessee Titans are facing a huge punishment after an investigation showed... um, so Titans facility was shut down because they had a lot of COVID cases. It seemed like the first big team-wide COVID cases um going around. So they shut down the facility, but it was reported and there were pictures sent of some of the Titans players holding practices at college and high school campuses um which is against NFL policies. So they were investigated for that and they're talking about monumental punishment, but Nothing has really happened so far. They haven't taken away any first-round picks. They haven't taken, you know, given them a fine. They haven't given them forfeit wins to the Bills and the Steelers, which is what many people thought was going to happen. Um, I just think it's a complete bad look for the NFL from the perspective of the Titans aren't following the rules. Clearly, they haven't been doing what they need to do. There's been reports that they've been lackadaisical with the mask requirements during practices and outside of practices. And yet the NFL is going at all lengths to help them. Like, I don't understand. Like, you have a chance to make a huge statement and do something across just all of sports that would make, you know, the world on notice saying, you know, we're not going to tolerate this. We are taking our player safety and the world safety um, first. But instead, they just haven't done anything. They're letting the Titans get off the hook. I know we don't know what the punishment's going to be for them, but... You know, the Steelers get screwed because you already gave them a bye week because they were supposed to play last week. Now they have to play later in the season, which is when most teams want their bye week because you're approaching the playoffs. You want to give your players that extra chance to rest. You know, you might have some key guys hurt later in the year that you want to give that extra week. And now there's a chance that both the Steelers and the Bills aren't going to have that because they're going to be having to play them that week. And, you know certain players if they're hurt, you know, they don't get that extra week of rest that you may need. You might need them for that playoff run and that could really vote bad for both the Bills and the Steelers. And you know, the Bills Titans game gets moved to Tuesday unless and um up until Sunday if there's another COVID test for positive um in Tennessee, they're gonna go back to the original schedule. But then the Bills get bumped out of their Thursday night primetime game against the Chiefs, which I think everyone wanted to see. That game gets moved to Sunday. So now, not only do the Bills get the Chiefs on even shorter rest, but the Chiefs have more days to prepare for them. Um, you know, the Titans haven't even played in almost two weeks. they gonna be playing the Bills on almost no practice. I don't know if personally as a Bills fan, I'm not completely comfortable with them going to Tennessee after they have a huge outbreak in cases. Because as you know, it takes more than just a day or two for positive cases to pop up. So we could go there and there could have plenty of cases that are still, um, you know, positive, but might not come up positive game day. But then a few days later, they do. You look at the Bills Raiders game. Their defensive tackle Hurst was positive during the game, but he got tested negative um, the day of, or the day before the game. And then after the game was over on that Monday, he tests positive. You know, so that calls for concern, same thing with the Patriots and the Chiefs, you know, Stephon Gilmore test positive, and then you see him hugging Patrick Mahomes after the game, so obviously Chiefs fans get worried so far, there hasn't been any positive test, but, you know, I just think it's a complete bad job by the NFL of not finding a way to either get a bubble system in place, um, do a better job of testing, holding more teams and players accountable, like, Yes, finding players and coaches is all well and good for not following protocol, but at the same time, these are NFL coaches and players that have tons of money. Like Most of these fines really don't mean that much to them, and I think the Bills and the Steelers are getting the worst end of this um, because of their schedules getting changed for the benefit of the Titans, who are the ones that didn't follow protocol. So I think overall, it's just a terrible look by the NFL. They need to get things together. I would be absolutely shocked if they didn't do a bubble system for the playoffs. If they don't do that, I think that's absolutely terrible. Um, you know, Miami just announced that they're willing to go full capacity, even though the team itself said they're not going to be doing that. Um, hopefully, you know, we're going to get a vaccine soon and we'll be able to get start getting some fans back into stadiums. But at the same time, you know, teams like the Titans – and I'm sure there's other teams that haven't followed protocol to a T either. Um, the Titans kind of just were the first ones that got caught with it. I'm sure we're going to see it later in the season. You have to set a precedent here. If you're Goodell and the NFL, this isn't okay. And you have to, you know, put down the hammer. I think what it should have been done was you gave the Bills and Steelers forfeit wins and two losses to the Titans. Like that's on them for not doing it. Yeah, you can strip picks and stuff, and maybe it'll make a hu- a little bit of a difference. But as far as fines go, I really don't think fines ever do that much, to be completely honest with you. It's more of a slap on the wrist, don't do it again. I think if you actually took away games, teams would take it more seriously, thinking, hey, if we don't do things on and off the field correctly and not wear our masks, and we get cases um, on our team, we have a chance of forfeiting games and missing playoff opportunities. Um, so, interesting to see what the NFL ultimately does with the Titans, but they definitely need to um, address that. And then, one other note, another just quick sport topic um, as far as the French Open goes, Rafael Nadal um, has continued his dominance on the court and is moving into his uh, into another French final against either Novak Djokovic or Sitsi Pass, which is a bad match actually going on as I'm recording right now. They are in a fifth set. So, interesting to see there. Positive for the American Sophia Kinnan is going to be in the final um, for the French Open, so hopefully she can win that. Serena pulled out um, with an injury, so hopefully she'll be back next tournament. Roger Federer's also reportedly going to be coming back next tournament as well, so we'll definitely have to see that at the Australian Open. Um, I will be back again on Monday. I'll be going over the Sabres draft pick, Jack Quinn, um, as well as some of their free agency moves they've done thus far. Um, I'll be going over the Bills' Titan or previewing um excuse me the bills titans game that'll be on tuesday night as long as um there's no more positive tests there if they are and that game is canceled i'll be previewing the bills cheaps for thursday night um and just getting in some other free agency stuff with um the sabers and like i said before give me a follow on instagram at english encore podcast i'll be announcing my special guest um tomorrow which i'll be doing a live session on tuesday bright and early in the morning at 9:15, 15 um, follow my page and f- click in tomorrow afternoon to see who that's going to be uh, this has been english encore podcast buffalo's favorite sports channel